Welcome! I'm Chase. And I'm Mike. And this is Fathers Unscripted. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would be. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes. Season 3, episode 3. 3-3, three, three. that's my age. Today we're going to be talking about, or at least the topic's going to be, I hate goodbyes. We all hate saying goodbye. But this is in particular to something that Chase and I saw, which is what a lot of people I'm assuming have seen on the internet going around. Um, it's a video of a father saying goodbye to his daughter and his wife, putting him on a bus and sending them to the safe zone in Ukraine. Um, after talking about this and all the news is coming out, we don't know if this necessarily is true or not, but regardless, yeah, no, no clue. Yeah. We have, we have no idea. Um, you never know these days with, uh, news and all that stuff. Uh, but regardless if it's fake or if it's real, if it's having to do with pertinent news today, or if it's, you know, four or five years ago, it doesn't matter. The idea of having to say goodbye to somebody, either your wife, your kids, you know, mom, dad, whoever it may be, it's always tough. Um, and for fathers, it's specifically a little bit tougher when you have to say goodbye to your kids. Um, the video that we've been talking about or that we are basically going off of when the father held the daughter's hand to his face is what got me. Like he was just leaning over and like crying and holding his daughter's face to his hand. Regardless of if that's old or new, that, that'll, that'll touch a nerve to all those dads out there who have a daughter. Um, I don't know how it would go for a son. I mean, maybe it'd be the same way, who knows, but just having to say goodbye to your kids in any instance, whether it be for, you know, evacuation of a country or because you're not going to see them for a month because of work, it doesn't matter. It's still always tough. Everybody takes it differently, but when you're by yourself and you're thinking about your kids, you always kind of remember that goodbye regardless. So that's why the title of this episode today is I Hate Goodbyes. Um, so we're going to be uh, diving into, the, into that in just a minute after I let you guys know how to reach out to us. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, it's uh, fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to find us on Instagram, it's fathersunscripted. You can message us there as well. We'll get back to you when we can. <laughs> we're we're both dads if you haven't uh, figured that out yet and we have busy lives and work and everything else juggling schedules and blah 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 we don't have to uh, dive into that right now but you can reach us there on both those platforms for now we're going to be growing stuff and um putting our tentacles out to uh give more high fives to those people who want to reach us but for now the only high fives we can give are at gmail and at instagram <laughs> So you can find us there and feel free. It uh, doesn't matter what you guys have to say. We'd love to hear from you. Now, back to the topic at hand. Um, just to give a little background for me, for just going out, say we're just going off the video, right? Mm -hmm. It's a kind of a military scenario. Yeah, the context of the video. Yeah, the context of the video. is It's a military sense. Um, the dad staying behind to defend the city because I guess it's an order. And he's saying goodbye to his kids. And the, the the only experience I have with that is kind of vice versa. When my dad was going to uh, fight in Desert Storm, we were saying bye to my dad. And I was four, four, turning five, 
because I remember getting a letter from my dad when I was five from Kuwait. So I, I was four, and I I just remember it was weird. It didn't. It wasn't right. It didn't seem normal. But it also seemed like a normal thing because we were always saying kind of goodbye to my dad because he had to go do this and go do that. But um, now as a parent, it's definitely different. I haven't had really had to say goodbye to my kids um, yet. I don't really plan on saying goodbye to my kids. Hopefully, hopefully that time never comes. But it's kind of a, a weird topic to kind of touch on first. I guess the first question I could bring up is the longest time you've been away from somebody that is uh, super important to you, like a spouse, kid, or whoever it may be. Um, what's the longest time for you and how was that for you to kind of go through and manage on your own in a sense? So the longest time I had, there's been three different occasions that can that, like instantly come to my mind. Um, when Mary Joy and I first got married, we got married in August and in good month, a great month. It is a great month. You're right. <laughs> and I want to say in January, she moved to get a job back in California and I stayed in Oklahoma to finish out my last year, um, of baseball. And we were away from each other, I think two months and then she visited and then she was uh and then another like six weeks basically went by um uh, before we saw each other again i th i think that's how it worked um and i could be wrong give or take a couple weeks here and there but i know that when she moved back to california we didn't see each other for at least six weeks and then um when Kyrie was born, we flipped the script. We're in California, but we're going to be moving back to Oklahoma. So I went back to Oklahoma to try to get a job locked in before I brought my family out. Smart and move. Kyrie, yeah, one of the very few that I've made in my entire life. <laughs> uh, I went out there, and I think I was away from them for five weeks. Four to six weeks. So I want to just... I'm just going to say five. I don't know ex the exact number, but it was it was a pretty long time. And Kyrie was not even six months old. That's so that tough. was really tough. So it was my yeah. firstborn. I'm trying to figure out how to be a, a dad. And then I go off. And that was just really, um, that was really tough to be away from both of them. And then in 2020, I... I by myself moved to Seattle to start this internship and I was like, Oh, let's see end of January to the middle of March. Cause then we got sent home because of, uh, the COVID panic. COVID. So, yeah. So I went home and I was gone from all three boys this time and Mary joy from the end of January to the middle of March. And that was long and that was really hard. That one was really hard. That was the hardest out of the three. And I want to say it's because I had three boys or three kids, but uh, Tyus was two, I think. So like a really fun age, right? Like yeah. a really fun age. The, the boys were starting to become, they started to develop really different personalities at that time because I think they were six and five, five and four, uh, somewhere around there. 
And so I just remember going to work and I just, I just try to stay busy. So I didn't miss them, which is super dysfunctional, but I tried to make sure that I was just constantly keeping my mind busy because it was really tough to, to not be around them. Uh, and so those would be the, the three times I can remember that I, like, I won't forget. I won't forget those three times and what that was like trying to just like trying to FaceTime at any time I could. Um, and so those would be the three. I know that we were talking and you were also saying you haven't been away from the kids, but I know you were away from Ellis. How long yeah. was that? You were, you were, you guys were separated for a bit. Yeah. So that was a while. I beat my dad out on being away from his family. Cause uh, he was like, Oh, I was away for like uh, six months. And I was like, Oh, I beat you by three months. <laughs> uh, so I have not been away from the kids at all. Other than uh, like a weekend here or there when she takes all the kids to go to stay at a friend's house and she'll take the kids because it's basically staying at auntie's house. So it's it's fun for the kids and it's actually easy for her because whoever she's staying with <laughs> seems to be way more helpful than I am. So, <laughs> so the kids love that. Um So the, <laughs> the weekends, whenever it's a weekend, it's nice because it's a, Usually I'll work if the, if I know they're going away for the weekend I'll work because you know I don't have to I don't feel bad for going to work on a Saturday because those are the, usually the days that I'll get up and take care of the kids in the morning. Um, so the being away from the kids it's not really a thing, but I was definitely away from Ellis for a, quite a while when we first got married, and she finished her um, prerequisite prerequisites 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 Pre yeah yeah. Prerex. Prerex. There we go. Yeah, shorten it out. Better for me. Yeah. <laughs> English is my first language, everybody. <laughs> and only. Uh, my wife's prewex, prerex, geez, were uh, finished. <laughs> and she, uh, you know, tongue twister. And uh, we were going to go. We decided that we weren't going to stay in California for nursing school. Because it was way too expensive and the wait list for the community colleges were way too long. So we decided that she was going to go to Utah for a private nursing school and it was half the price. So we're like, oh yeah, we're moving to Utah. <laughs> and uh, I gave my boss my notice and he's like, no, you can't leave. I'm like, what? what? Excuse me? <laughs> he's like, no, you, you can't leave. What, what do I have to do to get you to stay? And I was like, well... You can do this for me and you can do that. And part of the deal was he was going to, he paid for a couple of trips to go visit Ellis. And I was like, that's, that's great. He's at, he's like, actually every trip you take, you got to space it out, but every trip you take, I'll, I'll pay for it. I'm like, perfect. I can do that. After talking to the wife, of course, making sure it was good. Yeah. I'm not just like, Hey babe, guess what? You're going to use it by yourself. I'll yeah. visit you when I can. No, <laughs> I talked about the boss it. Said I can't go with you. So sorry. <laughs> So I drove her out there in December, stayed for a week with her, and then came back. And then basically it was every, I think it was every two and a half months. It might have been every three months. But I'm almost positive because I saw her at least three times. So I want to say it was around two months, two and a half months, because the final time was nine months. And then I finally went out there and lived with her. So it was nine months we were apart. Jeez. Yeah. And that was... So that was 2013. So, so how long were, how long is that into your marriage? 
Yeah, it was, so we got married February 2012. So uh, basically just December 2012 was when she was moved out to Utah. Jeez. So not even a year in, which is, I don't know, it, it kind of gave us confidence in the fact that like, yeah, this is legitimate. This is real. This is what we wanted. And we're going to accomplish our goals together. And her main goal was she wanted to be a nurse. I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I can to help you with that. And I wasn't worried about finding a job out there. It was that I got incentives to stay and that helped us pay like months of rent out in Utah because Utah is a lot cheaper. And so we moved out of the house we were living in and I lived with my parents, which is always fun after you've been married and you move back in with your parents, right? Yeah, it's good. (laughs) That's, that's a great time. Yeah. But it was the same thing. It, 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 it got me to get a, a smartphone. Because I needed to FaceTime FaceTime or Skype whenever she wanted to, which was fine because I wanted to see her as often as I possibly could. But we set up, you know, um, at the end of the day, I think it's an hour difference in Utah. So at a certain time in the evening, we would sit down, we would FaceTime each other or uh, Skype each other and talk and catch up. Let her know everything's going to be okay. I'll see you soon. Like it was hard. It was really hard for her. It was easy for me because I was around family. I was kind of in the same scenario, but it was a totally new thing for her. So it was definitely difficult, but it basically made our relationship relationship stronger because even though we weren't like close to each other, we could still fully rely on each other for a lot of things. And just like you said, you know, trying to keep busy, same for me. I was actually working out. I was going on, I was going on bike rides every day, just kind of roaming around the city. When uh, now that I was older, it was safe because you know we were kids. <laughs> yeah. It was different. Yes. Uh, but that was the the only one since I've been married. The only time this entire time it's been over ten years now um, that we were actually apart from each other. That was actually really hard. I can't even I can't imagine what it would be like to be away from the kids that long because I feel like you would just miss so much. Like you were saying earlier. You know, that, that two-year-old age, my son's two now, and we have a blast with him every day. Like earlier today, just yesterday, quick side story. We went to Dick's Sporting Goods. I had to get a baseball glove because I I'm, I got suckered into playing a softball or joining a softball league. And he comes around the corner while I'm looking at Mitts with a big old baseball helmet on. I'm like, he's like, Dad, I need this helmet. <laughs> I'm like, no, you don't, buddy. You got to go put that back, okay? And he just turns, he goes, crack, and just runs into like a shelf that's right next to him. <laughs> kind of wobbles backwards and then walks away, walks away and goes and puts the helmet away. And I'm thinking to myself as I'm laughing, like, maybe you do need a helmet, dude. <laughs> but like this, this age, it's just like, it's so pure. It's just pure, yep. innocent joy and like clumsiness. Yeah, it's just, it's so good. And I can't imagine missing out on that. You know, if, if, of course, if you had to, to, to benefit the family. It's a choice that you make as a family with your spouse and you make that decision and you, you stand by it, but still the, the day to day thinking about that stuff, man, that would, that would be very difficult for me. Yeah. That's uh, that was like the harder part. I think feeling like I was missing out on, on all kinds of stuff. Cause when Kyrie was, you know, not even six months, that's where you're, you don't get those years, those months back at all. I didn't also know I was going to have two other boys. So I got those months back, but you sit there thinking, okay, I don't know. Like I'm missing all these different like milestones or whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and so that, that was something that was really tough. I think also just 
when we would FaceTime or or call, the the hard part was them asking, you know, like, hey, when are you coming home? Or when do we get to yeah. see you? Or and all this stuff. And you're like, and at the time, I didn't know. Like, we didn't know the, the timetable on when they would be able to come up or like, are we just going to run this internship to its full and then come, you know, reconvene? We just didn't know. And so the uncertainty was the the tough part of not knowing when we're going to see them. And I think that's kind of going back to like the video. And again, we're just going to go off the context because the emotions obviously there, whatever the context is for the actual video, the emotions there. And I think it's the uncertainty, right? So if if the, the context is they're leaving and he's staying to fight in a war, or if he were to be leaving to go fight in a war, the uncertainty is not knowing if you're coming back. Yeah. Like, is this the last time I'm going to see you? And I think, uh, you mentioned it off air. We just take everyday living for granted if we're not doing it, something that's, that could technically jeopardize our ourselves. So like every day could be our last day, right? So mm-hmm. saying, saying goodbye to your kids, just assuming you're going to see them when, in eight hours when you come home from work is something. But if you know that you're going to go fight and, and everyone just, I think, has the mindset like, Oh, nothing bad can happen to me in everyday life. But when you think about, oh, if I go to war, I'm on the front lines or whatever. I think instantly you think like there's a 50-50 chance I'm not coming back. Yeah, totally. And I think that's where the emotion hits. At least if you don't think that, you really should be thinking that in that scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Because if you're you're not, you're not Rambo here, bud. Like you got a chance of not coming back. And uh, just to, to second that, my dad, when he was in the military, there was only that one time when he went and fought in Kuwait that was like a legitimate, hey, we don't know if you're going to see you again, kind of goodbye. I was only four at the time, so didn't I, I can't really wrap my head around that when I'm that young. The emotion side of it, but yeah. you probably remember the talk or whatever. Yeah, well, I just remember like saying goodbye, going to the base and doing all that stuff, seeing him off, and then like, okay. Dad's gone again because my dad would go and do missions and, and he would work. I think it was a certain amount of time every month at the base. And then granted when he was a firefighter, he'd be gone for days on end too. And it was the same, but what was cool, uh, not necessarily cool, but I think the, the family and the connection side of things is that the, the coming back, the coming home part, and like mm-hmm. seeing him again part is something I'll never forget because it's always like this just over, over, I don't know, huge amount of joy overcoming you where you can't really say anything, do anything. You just want to go and hug the person. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's flooding your thoughts or at least flooding my thoughts when I watched that video too. It's like, man, the goodbyes are so, so hard. But you always hold on to that, seeing that person again, because you know how joyous it's going to be, right? And there's always those moments where you don't get to see those people again, or you're not going to see that person for a long, long time, like we were talking about with not seeing the spouse or the family for months on end. And it's there's so many emotions in that video when you think about it that that person's going through that it's hard to necessarily wrap your head around how you would feel unless you're in that specific scenario. Like to me, when I was watching it, it's like, yeah, you're saying your goodbyes, but it's like, you're not only saying your goodbyes, you're you're like 
I don't know. For, I think it's just for me because we're watching the video, right? It's like he's mm -hmm. actually living it and going through it. For me, it's like, oh, you might see them again. Like, oh, man, think about how, it's, how good it's going to be when you see that person again. Or think about, you know, how sad it is now, but you're going to feel like everyone's going to have those same emotions when you see each other, but it's going to be a different feeling because you're seeing each other again. It's just, it's, I, I like this topic because it's such a weird emotional topic to think about and wrap your head around because there's so many things behind that that, you know, people don't think about ever. Yeah, well, and, and one of the emotions I, I would I would probably go right to. Uh, there's a there's a lot of emotions, but there'd be there'd be two that I would be kind of that would be the concerning emotions, I guess, right? Like that would that would overtake me with, well, this sucks. And one would be, um, I'm not a trained soldier. <laughs> no, and so the the, the chances of me surviving this situation slim to none no, i'm just gonna throw that out there um <laughs> Come on, i don't think that my elusiveness <laughs> is really not geared towards uh being a soldier uh, and and so there is that aspect but then the uncertainty of sending your wife and kid or kids to another country because you gotta think too like they're going out of the country where there is a whole lot of uncertainty, right? Cause you, yeah. you're talking about not just, Hey, let's just get a U-Haul pack up. We'll look at what it's like to move. Like they're picking their stuff, probably what they can carry very limited and going to a different country. Now, granted, I know Europe's all close together. And if you've been to one country, you've probably been to five out there. I, I get it. But the uncertainty of like, okay, so you stay and let's just say your country uh, is on the, 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 the losing end of this chaos because uh, you don't know. It's going to be extremely hard to find your family. I don't care how, how well the internet works Yeah. Um, to try to connect. Then you got to think of all these other things, paperwork and, and, and who do you go to, what organization is helping them. And again, just a whole lot of unknowns. And then again, sending your wife and kids out to the unknown. In case anyone is wondering, the world is not exactly a nice place and taking advantage of people, but especially women is a thing. And so mm -hmm. that would be something that would cross my mind constantly. Other, like as they left, and me trying to stay alive because I'm not a soldier, but then thinking like, okay, where is my wife right now with the boys? Where, yeah. where is? What are Good they point. handling? What are they doing? Um, are they safe? Are they staying in a nice place? Or are they crammed in a house with a bunch of other people? Um, and so that that would be the the, the thoughts that rush through my head um, in that in that moment. Uh, it makes sense too, because uh, <clears throat> to be honest, <laughs> sorry, babe, didn't cross my mind to begin with. Because <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, I'll see you later. I I just have that mindset, like, yeah, I'll I'm gonna see you later. I'm gonna see you later, because it's just the type of person that I am. But it's a that makes total sense because for me, having a wife, two daughters, and a son, it's like having to having to 
I know she could do it, but not be there and know and have faith in my wife being able to take care of all the kids while they travel across our country to another one. It's like, that's mind blowing to me because for us, it's like Mexico or Canada. And we both know none of those are in a good state right now. (laughs) Just being honest. Oh, that would be horrible actually. So it's, um, that's a tough one to think about. And like, that's something that I never think about because I never want it to happen. Right. In my eyes, like I'm always going to be around my family so I can protect them. But I mean, in this scenario that we're talking about in the video that we're referring to, it's he's ordered to stay and he has to stay and fight for his country. And it's like, yeah, I want to think that I would want to do that too, but I might just want to be like, no, screw you. Who's going to protect my family. I'm going to go with my family and protect them. But you know, I'm not in that scenario. So I can't really, say what would happen or what I would do. But my first thought is like, no, I'm going to stay with my family. But of course, if you have to say goodbye, it's like, dang, I don't really want to say goodbye. (laughs) I don't think think anybody wants to say goodbye. Right. Yeah. Not at all. And I I think too, going back to your, your, like your mindset, mine, mine didn't change until the whole situation with my dad. So for a little bit of context for people that don't know is he went in for what was supposed to be a basic heart surgery. It didn't go well. Got had a couple heart attacks on the surgery on the on the table during the surgery because they they stinted the wrong place or they messed it up. Goes into a coma. And so during that whole time I think so I rush back. I'm in Oklahoma when I get the call like, "Hey, the surgery didn't go well." I'm like, "What are you talking about? The surgery didn't go well." I was just talking to him yesterday and he was like, one in a million chance that it goes wrong. So he, it goes wrong. I go back home and every single day it's like, Oh, he made it through the night. It's like, Oh, well that, this is, this is horrible. And so you, you go in and you say bye every night. Cause you don't know if he's going to wake up and he's unconscious. So it's like, I'm just talking to, I might as well just be talking to this stuffed animal over here. This is completely pointless. And then sure enough, they're like, oh, he's still alive the next day. And that's just like a really weird feeling to be a part of because yeah. you're just like, oh, your dad's still alive, but he can't talk to you and he doesn't know you're there. And it's like, okay. And then the transporting of hospitals, they're like, say bye to him because this is going to be rough. Like, we don't know if he makes it to them. I'm like, okay, well, that's great. So he comes out of the coma he starts the whole healing process of everything, his heart, all the things that went wrong because what happens when like they don't show this in Hollywood, but believe it or not, there's a lot of things that have to when you go into a yeah. coma and you come out, you don't just like come off the table, take the plugs out and walk out. Like yeah, there's a lot I'm of awake, things. I'm awake now. Yeah, there's infections and all this other stuff. He had this really bad infection that got into his leg, so he started limping. Um anyways, don't need to get into that part, but the next 18 months I just made sure that I didn't take it, take advantage or, or not take advantage. I want to make sure I took advantage of his time. I wanted that he was there. I didn't want to take for granted him being here. So it's really easy to be like, Oh yeah, I'll just call him tomorrow. But in that moment when we didn't know if there was going to be a tomorrow, I just kept with me. And so I just made sure I texted or called him almost every day. If not every day, I made sure it was three times a week. And so part of it is like, cause you just don't know, 
there, some of it was the there was still health issues he was like trying to recover from this debacle. Yeah, but that's when my mindset changed in terms of like, okay, just take advantage of his time. Like he has the time, like take advantage of this time. Don't take it for granted. And when I got a phone call saying that he, he had a heart attack and he passed away 18 months later or whatever it was, I didn't have like any regrets. Now, was I sad? Absolutely. Like it completely wrecked me in terms of he's not here anymore. But there was no regrets on like, oh, well, I should have just should have, would have, could have kind of thing. Totally. I think that's when my mindset changed to when like I leave, my mindset goes that way. Like, okay, there might not be a tomorrow or or whatnot. And I don't know if that's that's healthy or not. But that's kind of when my mindset changed to when that situation happened. That's that's tough too because that's a that's a crappy way to realize certain things, right? Like, oh, absolutely. We, we don't wish that on anybody. Never. But, but that is the perfect mindset in my eyes to have. You know, you, you're not guaranteed. No one's guaranteed tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone kind of lives like, oh, yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. You know, I can do it this weekend or whatever. But, you know, think about this, people. You guys all do something every day that you could die from, mm-hmm. which, is, which is driving. And people don't think about that because it's like, oh, I'll just look at my phone. Just for do it a minute, every day. And, you yeah. know, it's a big deal. I, I do this, you know, all the time. It's not a thing. It's like, no, that's serious. I've had many a conversations with my wife about driving and how important that it is that you are not distracted by certain things because that is literally the one thing every day that we all do, unless you're underage, <laughs> that you can die from. Granted, mm-hmm. you could choke on a jelly bean or whatever if you eat it wrong, yep. but it's like you don't eat jelly beans every day. If you do, you need to check out your diet. <laughs> <laughs> but you drive every day. And it's like, yeah, you, you really got to take things or look at things in a broader picture. You know, have a different perspective on things, especially, you know, I've definitely had that perspective. I've always had that perspective for a long time, but it, it took a stronghold on me when I had kids. Cause it's like, I want to come home to my kids. I want to come home to my kids. I want to come home to my wife. Like granted, I've, I've had 10 years with my wife, but I've only had so many years with my kids. And it's like, sorry, babe. I know. <laughs> I said, said that twice already. <laughs> the, the kids, she'll say this too. The kids are our most important and precious thing in our, in our lives. And you know, if I'm not here for them, if I'm not here, cause of course, if I'm not here for them, I can't help them and I can't help my wife, but it's like, if I don't have that perspective, then laziness comes in and complacency comes in and mm-hmm. I'm okay with, you know, whatever. It's like, no, I don't want to have that. Granted, I might not be, you know, doing all the things I need to do to stay in shape or eat healthy or whatnot, but it's like, no, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm making it home. I'm making sure that I'm making sure that I'm getting to work safely and getting home safely. Cause that's the only thing that I do every day that I go out and do stuff without my family. It's like, if I'm with my family, then we're good. Granted, I don't want to have anything happen when I'm with my family. <laughs> but, but at least I'm with them. We got we to gotta laugh about morbid stuff every once in a while. Yeah, it's, it's, it's healthy. It's healthy. But it, no, I, I totally agree with you in the fact that having that perspective, it might be harsh in a sense too. Because you like, there are times I talk to people at work where I like will see them drive out of the parking lot already looking at their phone. I was like, dude... 
you could have just plowed into that wall over there, <laughs> ruined your new car that you just fixed up and get and broke your face. And then you wouldn't have this pretty face anymore for all the chicks you've been talking to or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's like having a perspective. Sometimes it's realistic. It's not fake. It's not a fake reality that we're, we're looking at life in that, you know, in that context, it's realistic. Well, and I think just staying in the driving sense, we think we're good drivers, nothing can happen, but there's a lot of bad drivers out there. A lot. And and that's where I, I've never really worried about myself driving, to be honest. Me either. I feel like I'm a pretty good driver, to be honest. I, I know I'm a good driver. I'll say so that right now. I'm not I'm not really worried about that, but <laughs> there are a lot of bad drivers out there that I'm constantly paying attention to. And you just don't know, and you're not in control of their steering wheel and and their mindset and what they're doing, and so that's always a little, a little nerve wracking. Yeah. But also, to be mindful that today could be your last day in terms of you're not promised tomorrow, but to not be fearful and live your whole life like, oh my gosh, I need to stay safe. Yeah. That's that's not a great way to live either. It's just being on having an understanding that appreciate who you're around, make sure you don't take their company and, and their, and your ability to tell them you, you love them or you want to be next to them or, or whatever, because you don't know what's tomorrow in all reality and all honesty. If you're just honest with yourself, then I think there's an understanding that you need to make sure that you're a little bit more intentful for that with, with who you're with. And I think for us, we don't talk about it often, but I think faith plays a big role in that for us. Mm-hmm. Like I definitely having my faith gives me a, a different mentality. Like I don't worry about a lot of things. I don't stress out about a lot of things. Um, Same. Uh, my mindset, like you were saying earlier, it's it's we're not guaranteed tomorrow, but live every day to your fullest, not in the sense of, I got to do this. I got to do that. Like you were just saying, but it's like live it to the fullest of, you know, you feel good at the end of the day when you, you put your head down on your pillow. Mm-hmm. Enjoy you know? the people you're with. Enjoy, enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. And, and that perspective and having that faith too also lets you reminisce and think about the day that you just had and like, Oh, you know what? If I am granted tomorrow, I'm going to do things a little bit differently than I did today. And not everybody has faith, right? Yeah. And not everybody thinks the same way, but that mentality isn't necessarily based in faith. You know, anybody can have that mentality of, you know, checking yourself, thinking about what you did today, thinking about what you can do tomorrow, thinking about your loved ones or the ones that you care about in your life and, you know, reaching out to them if you haven't reached out to them in a while or, you know, interacting with them differently the next day because you you had a weird conversation and you didn't end it well or whatever. It's not necessarily a faith thing. That's just that's kind of a, a, a mankind kind of uh, mentality too, at least on the level that you want to be at, where you feel good about yourself. There are a lot of people out there. It's like they don't give a crap. It's like okay, great, and that's your mentality. Hurrah for you, bud. Yeah, <laughs> stay away from me. Yeah, that's not my mentality. You know, I put my my family always comes first. There's you know faith, family, and then you know whatever else comes after that. I line up how I want it to line up, but it's always faith and family first. And without my faith, I can't really appreciate my family as much as I do in my Mm -hmm. eyes. That's a good point. Like I have the faith that's my foundation. And then I'm able to build my family off of that. 
And what's cool too with that is that it, it makes a lot of the hard things easier. And like with your dad and the, the trials and tribulations with that, dude, that was hard. Mm-hmm. But I know it was easier because of the mentality and the faith that you had going through that. And then also it, it enabled you to change your perspective on things because you were clear-minded in the sense of being able to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, that, and I, I was literally thinking of that two two words. You said clear-minded. Like that's exactly what was happening. I was very clear-minded. I was very aware of my like my emotional state and my mental and like my mental state too. Um, I know people of that that lose someone very close, even when they're they have some type of faith. They, they tend to, you know, go to questioning God or, or questioning their own faith. Right. And I didn't have, I didn't have like any of that, which is really, for me, it was a really cool experience. And in terms of that, now losing my dad was not a cool experience, but knowing like where I was in my faith was, um, definitely a, a really good gut check for me to know where I was at. And so I, th- I think we, we were talking about uncertainty, right? And not knowing, having faith though does help buffer that a little bit. But Big because time. we're humans, if we're in that situation, it's like, okay, we don't know. And that's what I think uh, everyone struggles with. But especially if, if you have some sort of faith, you struggle with trusting God that he's going to, take care of you or them or the situation or whatever the situation is, it's, it's part of his plan. And that's the faith part where you sit there. And, and I think a lot of people struggle. I know I struggle with that too. It's like, what are we doing? Yeah. Why is this happening? <laughs> like, and you have to gut check, right? You take a step back and like, okay, let's, let's recess. That let's, deep, deep breath moment right yeah, there. Yeah. Very deep breath moment. And so that, that's, that's definitely a very good point in, in terms of the faith allow our, our faith allows us to have a certain mindset that not everyone has, but I would hope most people can get to, I would say like uh, in terms of just that mindset. Cause and you know, so, cause faith doesn't have to be a necess- necessarily a, a belief in a higher power or something like that. Cause you know, the things that I've gone through and learned in my life, a lot of people, put their faith in something that means absolutely nothing, but it gives them the same kind of mentality that you and I share mm-hmm. because it just kind of centers themselves or whatever. It's like that centers them. Yep. That's the main goal. It's that the, the idea of giving your anxiety and your stresses and your worries to something else and letting that other thing take care of those situations or those, those basically those moments in your life. It, alleviates a lot of that stress and it alleviates a lot of that worry and anxiety. And that's kind of the main thing because that will cover everything inside of this video that we're talking about. There's stress, anxiety, worry, sadness, like all the emotions are, mm-hmm. are in that. Well, I don't even know how long it was like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. And like, you feel that watching it. And of course I feel like I would be going through those same emotions at the same exact time, but it's the after effect of when, you know, you've said your goodbyes, you know, how are you going to deal with that after that? 
And that's always the one that I always kind of just, you know, I'm not, I've never been in it, but I always turn to like, you know what, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be worked out, you know, regardless of what happens to me, I have faith or I'm confident or whatever you want to say in the fact that my, my significant other and the kids are going to be fine. Like mm-hmm. it takes away the stress, takes away the anxiety, you that, that deep breath moment kind of alleviates all that for you. And that's one thing that, um, once my Alice and I got married, it was, she was a very, not high strung, but she's just, you know, go, 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 go kind of person. And I'm not, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not, I mean, I'm, there are moments where, yes, I'm lazy. I'll admit it. But there are moments where I'm just like, I'm not going to worry about that right now. Like I I know everything's going to be fine. And she could never wrap her head around why that was. Um, and I, she wouldn't, she wouldn't mind me sharing this, but it was her growing her faith too. And, um, she was raised in a different kind of religion and slowly I'm bringing her over to the idea of this and the idea of that. And the reason why I'm not stressful or stressed out or and anxious are these reasons. I don't carry that stuff. I let that stuff go. I pray often. I'm a prayer. I'll sit there and I'll say a four second prayer because I want to get it out of my brain or whatever. And letting her know that she slowly became a prayer and she would just let go of that stuff and kind of let it go. And over time, she's kind of gotten to the same mentality of me. She's still definitely a little bit more high strung than I am. (laughs) Ladies, that's the uh, (laughs) metabolic diagram of men and women is you're just a little bit more high strung than guys are. Sorry. That's just the way that it is. You can write, you can write me an email if you disagree, please. I would accept it and read it. (laughs) But over time is like, she finally started understanding. She didn't have to ask me anymore why I thought this way or why I felt this way or why am I not mad or upset about stuff? I'm like, that's just a waste of my time. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't bother me. Like it should. I'm the type of, type of guy that will be fight or flight mode when it's time to be in fight or flight mode. That's all I save my energy for. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not your coasting. <laughs> I'm just waiting for that one moment where it actually matters to be able to flick that switch on and do something to protect the family or my wife or whatever it may be. Other than that, I'm in hibernation mode. <laughs> <laughs> that bear is in the cave. And I'm just kind of waiting for spring to come. <laughs> but it's, it's, it, for me, it always just kind of comes back to faith and the, the goodbyes and saying goodbye and, you know, receiving somebody saying goodbye. It's hard, but it's not as hard with faith. I'm, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would, I would 100% agree with you. And when backstory, this is, completely yeah. off topic this is unscripted baby so so mike his favorite actor was jim carrey yeah still is everybody still is but he used to do all the impressions <laughs> um i'm still trying to figure out how how your parents let you watch all the jim carrey movies because we were never allowed to watch them and you were i had to wait until i was a little older it was until i was a little bit older it was like nine. you can't get grounded now you can tell the aunt you can, you no, can be honest like, with everyone well i mean friends houses 
But yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> I just I don't know how you got to see all these Jim Carrey movies, and I'm also, over here like what? I also had older brothers, so if they're watching, that is it, true. That's know, true. I was able then to you watch just it. go in there, and so whenever I hear someone say goodbye or I hate goodbyes, I just think of Lloyd <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber. I that's all I think about. I don't think I can't get well. I can't see you later. <laughs> I just I can't take that serious and. And some of that is is kind of a blessing, right? I, I don't take goodbye super serious in in terms of getting all emotional. However, I understand the the magnitude of goodbyes if it's a certain certain within certain context. But whenever I hear someone's like, ah, man, I just hate goodbyes, I can't I can't stop but smile because <laughs> I just see Lloyd's oh, base. Huh? <laughs> well, see you later. Dude, I still do that to this day. <laughs> Any, anybody who's leaving my house when they're in their car and like I pretend I'm walking back, like they're backing out, I'm walking back to my front door, I'll turn around and I'll, like, I'll, I'll put my hand up, like I need them to roll down the window. And I'll just, well, see you later. <laughs> I can't help it, dude. I still do it. To, ask my parents. I still do it to this day. Uh. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I had to mention that because this top this the, the episode the we're talking about goodbyes and throughout this whole episode, I just keep thinking about Lloyd <laughs> and Dumb and Dumber. I thought you were gonna say Bumblebee Tuna for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, getting back on track. Back on track. Sorry, I had to do one. I had to have one tangent. No, it's perfect time. because because uh. there's the moments too, like you were just saying, like the casual goodbye. There's the uh, significant goodbye. There's just a, like, hey, I'm gonna see you later, kind of goodbye. Mm-hmm. Every goodbye matters in a sense. It's always about the person's mentality, right? Yeah. If I know I'm gonna see somebody later, it's still like, regardless of who it is. <clears throat> well, actually, it does matter on who it is. I'm not gonna walk up and hug a stranger if I'm just saying bye to him. But like most people, if they're close to me and I know them, I'm going to hug them regardless. That's just how I say goodbye to people. Like if my brother stopped by for a few minutes, you know, wanted to give me something or whatever, it's like, I'm going to hug him and tell him I love him when he leaves. It's like, yeah, he's just, he's going home or whatever. But it's like, we always have had that mentality of like, whether or not this is the last time I see you, I want you to know that I love you. and I'm going to give you a hug. And that's funny because I'm not a hugger. I I'm not you. a hugger. I'm I not a you hug me every time, regardless. Yeah, but you if you know, me. I don't. I hug you back. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I, I'm gonna wait for it next time. Then <laughs> it's just gonna be awkward just us I'm standing there. You like you, you're not. I'm gonna block you from leaving. <laughs> I'm waiting. No, I'm just not. A, so my players, my players, I think figured that out when I was coaching at Heston. I had a couple guys that would just always hug me. And it's not that I get uncomfortable. Like when they they hug me, they make things uncomfortable. But like <laughs> I they, just you know college, just college players just made awkward. Good game, but, coach. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm just not naturally a hugger. I always put my my hand out for a handshake. I'll do the handshake. I'll do a handshake with the the bring it in quick tap, not a hug, more of a a gather. Boom, 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 done. Yep, done. So it's it's funny because I always get in those weird positions where everyone like 
with people like you. You're a hugger, so I get in this like weird like purgatory of emotions. Do I do, <laughs> do I sh- do I shake your hand? Do I salute you? Do I give you a hug? You bow. What kind of hug? What kind of hug? When do I when do I hug you? In the middle of this hey, sentence? No. No, like, so I'm I'm naturally not a hugger. I don't know if You're I which is funny because my my dad was a hugger. Uh, if you came into our house in high school, I, or anyone for that matter, but especially in high school, a lot of my friends would come over, hang out. If you walked in the door and you didn't my close friends, if they walked in the door and they didn't give him a hug, he would like yell at them. He would mess with you too. He'd shake your hand and then pull you in for a hug. Yeah, like, hey, and then, yep. Exactly. Yeah. That, like, if you were if you were really close to our family or like one of my my closer friends, you couldn't get through the door to wherever we were going unless you gave my dad a hug if he was home. Or and you then, get the what do you want? Like <laughs> what do you <laughs> want? That was only that, that was only if he was tired and he was in his chair watching the Giants play. If you come in and he's like, "What do you want?" <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, so it's funny because he he's a hugger. My mom's a hugger. I don't know. I mean, I I'm assuming Courtney, Courtney and Aaron are, and I just got the the gene that doesn't hug people. I don't know. I love I love you. <laughs> How about that? I'll say I love you. I wish you could have seen his face when he said that right now. But <laughs> hugging is just it's something that I have to like mentally prepare for and tell myself to do. It's like. It's like math. Now, if I just met you, I ain't, I'm not hugging you. Sorry. You don't get that. It's a, it's an earned privilege. <laughs> or sorry, should I say honor? <laughs> uh, like over you, the weekend, we, <laughs> we had a birthday party. It's like I shook everybody. I shook the man's hand and any woman who put their hand out for a handshake, I shook their hand. But the ladies that didn't put their hand out, it was like, all right, nice to meet you. Bye. Yeah, yeah, that's that's also awkward. I, I do this little yeah. Hand hey, up. nice to meet hey, you. Hey, nice, nice to meet you. And then they go like this, and then they go like this. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, are you doing a are you high high fiving, then handshaking, and then or are you waving and then wanting a handshake, or what's going on here? I don't understand the the motion between that whole <laughs> up here and then down low. We're doing a handshake now. We're gonna clap feet together too. What are we doing? <laughs> But Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> I just gotta start doing that when they start. Bumblebee Tuna. See you later. Grab my kids and go. <laughs> but it's I, I always the the ones the people that I care about the ones that I love the ones that are my friends that they know that I'm gonna hug them. I'm giving them a hug. Yeah, well, that, that's different. I that give is what, it is Aaron what it a is. hug. I give you a hug every single time because we're we're super. You just said family members. What else? You got friends. You give friends hugs too, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right, we're gonna dig deep on this right now, Chase. <laughs> what is, what's keeping you from hugging? <laughs> no, I, I just don't know. I don't know. It's not. It's not in my nature. Not, not my everybody nature. squeezes your butt when they hug you. Just me and Aaron. <laughs> and... <laughs> no, I is have to PTSD? literally think. Is that what it is? No, is I PTSD? don't know what it is. <laughs> God created me to have an incredible handshake with other human beings. That's fair. Yeah. I can't I can't break that apart yet. I'll think about it. I like my personal space. You got a bubble. Yes. I'm 
Make sure I pop my, that bubble my, every single time. My eight-year-old pops it every day. I, I'm pretty sure I told him to do that. Like I, I was eating, and he like wanted to sit on my lap. I'm like, no. <laughs> I politely said goodbye. <laughs> 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 Let me eat first, bub. Let me just eat. That's why I eat standing up. You just got to eat standing up. You're good. Or just don't eat when they're eating. No, you can. I, I made you breakfast. You eat. And then I'm going to eat in 30 minutes when you guys are outside playing. And I can eat quietly by myself. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, I guess we're going to have to. We'll have a whole episode on why Chase doesn't hug. Yeah. I'll talk in a different voice. <laughs> All right, Chase. How are you doing today? Let me ask you one thing. Did you hug anybody this week? <laughs> you mean to tell me you didn't hug your wife? Do we need to have a uh, marriage counseling session? <laughs> I, we, okay. we, can, we can. We can bring on my wife if you want. <laughs> we'll have to do that eventually. Bring the wives on. Oh gosh. Well, just have only them only if we we'll have, have the- only if we have people writing in saying that that's a good idea. If we have, if we get four people, <laughs> if we get four people that write in, they have to say this, that write in and say, we want an episode with the wives, we'll do it. And it cannot, the people writing in cannot be related to us. Fair. Because I already I like know, that. like, my mom, your mom, your dad, and, and, and Joe would all write in and I was like, ah, oh, crap. Yeah. No, it doesn't count. So they cannot, they can't be related to us. And we'll Anonymous. have the wives on. All right. So back to the topic at hand. <laughs> um, there are a lot of scenarios in which, you know, saying goodbye comes into play. You know, there's the goodbye kiss, uh, going to work. There's a, a thing that I do every morning. I sneak in, say goodbye to my kids while they're sleeping. I give them a smooch. I got that from my dad. He did that to us when he was going to work. And I carry that on with my kids. Um, there's the, you know, the forever goodbyes, which are never easy. Um, there's the goodbyes on a, a plane ride, all that kind of stuff. There's all these different scenarios that people have to go through on their day-to-day and, and everybody's lives are different, but the goodbyes are always relatively the same. They're always either really hard or depending on who you're saying goodbye to, they're really easy. <laughs> easy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always something that we have to go through. It's regardless. At every stage of our life, um, we're going to be saying goodbye to people that we love. Um, saying goodbye to people that we, you know, didn't get to say goodbye to. Um, there's the people that we got to say goodbye to and, and hope that we see again. But, and basically what we're trying to get across in this episode is it's something to think about, you know, it's, it's something to, um, put in perspective when you see videos on the internet, like we did. And, uh, now that we're dads, especially for me, when I see videos like that, it touches me way differently. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think I, I can speak for most dads in saying that because, you know, like I said before, the, the dad holding his daughter's hand and, you know, crying when he was holding his daughter's hand is like, man, that crushes me. And, you know, that it should crush you because if you're ever in that situation, you know, you really want to hold on to that one. Make it a memory you'll never forget. Make it something that your your significant significant other or your daughter or son will never forget because it could be the last time you say goodbye. And we don't, we, I'm not trying to make this a dark episode, not trying to make it a sad episode, but we're, it's an episode we want to have you guys think about, 
you know, put in perspective for yourself in your day-to-day life and maybe think about when you're driving how important it is to watch the road. <laughs> that kind of thing. Because <laughs> uh, for most people, that's the one thing that we do every day that could uh, cause some serious mayhem. So just think about things like that. Think about, you know, the ones that you love and not necessarily saying goodbye to them, but what it would be like. Because granted, we never want to have to have those scenarios where we actually have to go through that. But it's not a bad thing to think about it. It's not a, it doesn't hurt anybody to think about those scenarios because it'll make you think twice when you're actually in it. It won't shock you as much. You'll be prepared and you actually do what you want to do and saying goodbye. Maybe those last words that you say to somebody are the ones that you've actually thought about for many, many years because it's not a morbid thing. It's a realistic thing. And mm-hmm. we, we try to keep things in this podcast realistic for the most part. Granted, we go up on tangents and whatnot, but we keep it realistic. Every topic is pertinent to everybody's life. And I think this was one that's, <clears throat> it can be hard, but it also we can, you know, make light of it and make it fun and make it something that, you know, you just think about. So I'm going to plant that seed in everybody's brain. Hope we did a good job getting our point across with that one. I know it was kind of a difficult one to kind of, gloss over in a sense, but I think we hit the points that we wanted to hit. Um, I don't really have anything to add because I think the most important thing is, you know, when it's, when it comes time, make sure you mean it. I don't know if you have anything else to add you want to this. No, one. you, you, uh, you recapped it nicely. I have nothing to add. I'll give everyone a virtual hug. Doesn't count. I'll, kind of though. No, doesn't count. You're not even doing it right now. I'm watching you. How about a mental <laughs> hug? I'm mentally hugging you. Cross your eyes. I'm <laughs> hugging you with my eyeballs. <laughs> As always, everybody, if you want to reach out to us, fathers.unscripted at gmail.com. We need four votes to get the wives on. Don't forget, can't be family members. Sorry, guys. And also, you can find us on Instagram at fathersunscripted. Uh, warning, it's still in baby stages. We're getting there. So just put that out there. But uh, of course, as always, guys, thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next week. Thanks, guys. Now you know that it never goes exactly how you planned it would be. That's where the fun is, not knowing how the story goes.